flat pack. Yeah, flat pack. It's being put up right now. It just, you know how long IKEA takes. Oh, you got you got a guy. You got a guy to come in and build your flat for you. Yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm definitely not a DIY man. Hi, I'm John, and yesterday I legitimately thought I was going to die. And I'm John, and I'm buying an idea. And I'm not John, and yesterday I legitimately tried to kill John. This hey, is legitimately my thing. Since wait, you didn't invent the word. No, but it's, it's it's part of my intro today. You just jumped on the bandwagon again. Yeah, because you always go first. Let someone else have a go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get your own sentences. No, every single week <laughs> you go first. I've recently decided that I'm going to say the opposite of you every week. And every week I hope that John says something that leads into yours so that it doesn't put me off what I'm about to say. And every single week it goes in an opposite direction. <laughs> so how did you how did you not kill John? Because he's still alive. <laughs> What, what part of that was your doing? The fact that I didn't do it. I thought you were talking about killing the other John. Oh, yeah, yeah no, sorry, yeah. How how did you keep me alive? I didn't keep you alive. I just didn't kill you. I don't know what part of this is hard to understand. Anyway, this is Would John Rather. This is Would John Rather, a podcast where I ask two people called John Would You Rather questions. I'd rather they... you shut up. Well... Who's going to win this week, folks? Should we dive right in? I've uh, I got quite inspired the other day because I haven't asked questions for a while and realised that it's my turn to ask this week. That I just suddenly had a beam of inspiration during one cigarette and wrote down a million questions. But there's one. Something I said already. No, no, no. Um, Not this time. But I'm especially excited for this question. So, would you uh, rather? Would you rather? Own a giant crab who follows you everywhere and is really supportive, or a tiny owl who follows you everywhere and questions your every decision. Giant crab, giant crab, giant crab, giant crab. <laughs> so, John, I think you said giant crab. Yes. Because I'm, I'm having like, I was going to say flashbacks. No, I'm, I'm envisioning <laughs> flashbacks to when you had a giant supportive crab. Um, you've seen Moana because you like Disney and kids films and stuff. Because I'm shiny. That's exactly where I'm going. I'm having a giant supportive crab. Voiced by the, um, Jermaine. From Fight the Concords. Yeah. He's going to be really supportive. And even if he's not really shiny, I've, you know, I've got some money spare. I'm, I can buy glitter and glue. I can <laughs> I can fix it. And then we can recreate Nama, uh, Moana. And I can have a supportive friend that's going to follow me. And if I get really stuck opening a jar, he's going to have massive crab claws and he can open it for me. I mean, the problem with with having somebody supportive everywhere you go is that if they're supportive about literally anything, be like, oh, shall I press this big red looking button that says do not touch? And of the course crab you goes, do. You always crab, do it. And the crab goes, of course you should. You're the best, John. And then you do it and then something bad happens. Like you get electrocuted or stabbed. Uh, whereas, you know, having a small little owl that flies around questioning everything, not only will it help you avoid things like that, but when you, you are sure, depressed, when you are sure about something, you know, somebody questioning you is doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to do it. It be, it means you have to think think about it twice. You can't just go, I'm going to do this, and then compulsively 
kill yourself by pressing that big red button. You but having an having an owl on your shoulder, questioning everything you ever see. You think, and I'm having a really good day today. Today's been really good. I've caught all my tubes. I've got to work on time. There's donuts in the office. Everything's brilliant. And then the owl turns up and goes, "Remember that one time that you uh, you couldn't work yourself around a revolving door properly, and uh, that's maybe how you should be feeling today." And then it's all ruined. No, I mean I envisage my in my head this owl was going. Well, is that is that the best approach? Is that the best approach? And yeah, then you go, the, the and then you not... go, and then you respond to it, and you go, well, actually, come to think about it, it's not. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do it this way instead because actually, I think that's the best approach. Or you go, no, it definitely is the right approach. Thanks for asking. Uh, I've thought about it a lot because you keep asking, and uh, it is. And I, uh, yeah, it, it just makes Can you I... the most efficient version of yourself. Can I just, just to confirm, before we carry on any further, John, I am going to need to know what celebrity is voicing your owl. That's a very important part of this now that John's introduced it. <laughs> um, See, I don't really know any celebrities. Do you know you any know people? Any celebrities? Um, I think it's Snoop Dogg. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a very, very interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> Because if someone goes, John, why are you hesitating? Surely you should just be able to click submit on that document you're doing. And you go, oh no, sorry, the owl with Snoop Dogg's voice is telling me not to. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna commit it, and you're gonna be put inside a place with lovely. No, 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 they're not, they're not invisible. Everyone knows them. Like everyone can yeah, see but, them. But people are gonna see a massive crab from a mile off. That's gonna be fine. But if people, you know, aren't, you know, aren't looking particularly keenly, they might not see the little owl. The other thing I think we really do need to consider is food bills. Obviously, a little owl, uh, I think, would probably be able to survive relatively self-sufficiently. We have uh, discussed the whole like pellet thing with owls before on this show. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you do have to buy sort of pet food, you know, it's it's not too big. Uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna take a lot of food. Your giant crab, I mean, that's gonna have to eat. What do crabs eat, John? <laughs> well, whatever it is, a lot, a lot of it. Crabs are scavengers; they'll eat anything and everything. So exactly, that's trouble. I could, when it's I could giant, wheel it on. You know, wheel it. No, it's gonna, it's gonna be like a giant mecha crab monster type thing. It's, I'm gonna ride it, and it's gonna be amazing. And we're just gonna go to um, just random compost sites. You know, munch, munch on some composty type stuff. It's gonna filter feed through that. And then it's going to uh, redeposit its nutrients as manure. So we're going to we're going to support the environment by having a big scavenger break down natural that sounds um, really organic time matter. Con- it sounds really time consuming. It sounds more like you're going to be spending a lot of time supporting the crab rather John, than you don't know what it's like supporting to have a pet. You. you can wind your neck back in. I do know what it's like to have a pet. No, you don't. Other people do. nearby have had pets and you've ignored their existence and wish they weren't even there. Yeah, so imagine how terrible it would be to have a giant crab. Crabs are so easy to look after. It will just do its own thing. It will eat what it needs to eat. What are you going to feed your tiny owl? What What if it only wants to eat live prey? That's fine. Same as me. <laughs> You're going to go <laughs> vol hunting consistent. together. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, let's 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 nip this argument in the bud because neither of you know anything about rearing birds or mollusks. Are crabs mollusks? Shellfish, whatever. Don't think so. I think they're crustaceans. You, 
prestations, okay. that's it. But you would both need to go on a small course about how to sustain them. However, they could talk, so they'd be able to talk you through it. So I don't see that <laughs> being an issue. Yeah, but it's fine because my crab would just tell me I'm doing a great job. Then when it sheds its shell every once a year and gets even bigger, I'd have I'd have like massive claws I could sell to prop departments for like new Godzilla films. Cliff Cliff of the Big Red Crab. Exactly. Is it what is it like a fiddler crab? It doesn't have like one massive claw. Sorry, I just went from you know you know when someone says something and then a little story plays out in your head. I only just registered. You said you was going to ride the crab. And I had this picture of you on the back of the crab, and you point forward and you go tally ho, and then you just start moving <laughs> sideways. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that would happen first time, wouldn't it? Because I didn't even think of that. I think that would happen every time. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I could just see your wife like you at the front of the house, just shaking her head, going every time. <laughs> Oh. Oh. So no, no googling. Come on, you're both making very good points. I was going to type what is the best type of crab, and the rest of the sentence was what is the best type of crab to eat. Not to eat. I don't eat my crab, but saying that, if I do get very hungry, it has got many legs that will regrow. It's it's just your classic, like your standard crab that everyone draws in kids' books. It's not a fiddler crab. It's not a spider crab. It's not a hermit crab. It's just one of those standard crabs. Stand what like <laughs> the ones that are drawn in kids' books? Red, six yeah, legs, red. two claws. Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> I bet you'd let John choose what, what type of owl he got. No, it's a small barn owl. Can you just say he could have a little owl, which is brown and drab and boring? Barn owls are pretty cool. Um, I watched Bill Bailey the other day, and he had a whole section about crabs. Uh, not crabs. About owls, sorry. I got no. confused there. He had a whole crab. section because he's uh, he's like he is the patron of some charity about he was tawny owls and uh, I can't remember whether it was tawny owls or barn owls, but one of them has a really like horrible screech. <laughs> and one of them does the classic like Woo! But I don't know which one it is. I could tell you, but that would be helping you, so no. Just a quick quick segue. Did everyone else growing up have to read Plop, the owl who's afraid of the dark? No. No. Oh. Just me, then. Well, it was a story about an owl who was afraid of the dark. And he was called Plop. Oh. That must be really inconvenient for an owl. Yeah. The nocturnalness. Yeah. Um. So... Is my owl nocturnal? Mm. I mean, animals, they will adapt to you. They're nocturnal because okay. it helps with their hunting. Like I used to have a hamster and it adapted to my sleep schedule. And by that right. I mean, it used to wake up in the morning because I'd play with it in the morning. It then sleep during the day. It then wake up when I got in from school and be awake from like three until eight, go back to sleep and then sleep through the night. But hamsters are nocturnal, so... Nocturnal animals can become not nocturnal. Okay. Well, that's. I think that's that's fine because uh, I'm not very nocturnal. Yeah, your, your owl isn't just going to spend all night going. You sure you should be asleep? You sure you should be asleep? You sure you should be asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would do that. Because 
Well, it would. It would say you sure you should go to sleep, but just the once. Otherwise, John would, after day two, hit it with a mallet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've 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 decided that in addition to improving my decision making, being cheaper to feed than a crab, uh, it can help me with my hunting of voles. Uh, that, that's all I've got. Okay. It speaks like Snoop Dogg. Does. But my giant crab is going to be a giant fuck off crab. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Yeah, I've got to say, John wins with the crab. Aww. Solid, solid counter argument. No, to be fair, he, he had a good head start with the whole crab from Moana because the idea of a giant supportive crab with Jermaine from Flight of the Concords voice following me around sounds amazing. The idea of John trying to ride forwards from work every <laughs> single day and going sideways is hilarious. Um, but I think also the, the mental strain it would take on you to have, if you were in a relationship with someone that questions your every decision, you'd either leave them or, as history shows, kill them. So I don't think it would be very positive for your mental health to have someone that negative in your life. Um, yeah, I had decided before you asked, I was genuinely asking, but yeah, I think for... for the, the beginning reasons I gave alone is worth the win, but I think, yeah, no one needs that kind of negativity. If you were to have a companion animal that followed you around everywhere, please tweet us at the main Twitter, would Jay rather, what animal it would be, whether it be really big or really small, and what celebrity's voice it would have. If anyone would care, I would probably have some sort of bird as well, maybe a little budgie or something like that. And it would have the voice of Christopher Walken. No, I'd have a giant budgie with the voice of Christopher Walken. God, I never got that wrong. Um, I think I think you've, you've both missed the ideal companion. It would be Detective Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. A Pikachu's not a real animal. And I don't know how I yes, feel about Ryan Reynolds doing the voice, to be honest. There, Detective I said it. Pikachu Deadpool. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I hope that the movie's very good, but... Oh, I'm going to wait and see with this one. Uh, or you can contact me uh, on 0891-339-9955. Or not, because as soon as you ring up, that's £5 charity. It's not even like a good charity, like the lesbian goldfish of Nicaragua. I don't know. <laughs> He's not giving out his Twitter this week. Oh, obviously not. Oh, yeah, I suppose I should give out my Twitter. Um, I read a book about minimalism, and uh, to try and keep things straightforward and simple, uh, I'm John Rather, no H's, because we're cutting down on consonants. Is that Marie Kondo? Anyway, question two. <laughs> um, okay, would you rather be able to tell a couple if they're a good match or not just by looking at them, or be able to pick the perfect outfit for anyone for any occasion out of their wardrobe there is a little way a uh, note on this that when it says out of their wardrobe has to be a reasonable wardrobe if there's some beard neck who only owns matrix coats black band t-shirts and fedoras then they're just unhelpable anyway but any normal person that's got a normal wardrobe you could pick out the perfect outfit for any occasion i'd rather be able to tell someone the perfect outfit from just their wardrobe uh, because that's useful 
Uh, whereas being able to tell the perfect, if someone's going to be a perfect couple, when somebody comes in and goes, ah, oh, meet my, uh, my new girlfriend, and you look at them and go, oh, not perfect. I never said perfect couple, I said good couple. Oh, well, if they're not going to be a good couple, I, I mean, that doesn't help. You go, oh, not, you're not going to be a good couple. Oh. You'd save me 15 years. Well, no. <laughs> no I, I'd love to be able to tell if people are a good couple or not, because then I could have saved you 15 years of pain and anguish. Would you have, would you have listened, though? I mean, I wouldn't have, no. Because well, even, even, even on day one of one of my ex-partners, one of my friends went, nope, that is not a good idea. And yeah, could have saved me a lot of time, but I didn't listen. Well, I could monetize it. So if people need like couples counseling, I could offer some crazy package. Um, and <laughs> run, run through, <laughs> no, run them through a load of scenarios, but I already know the answer. And then I'll, you can't see this. So I'm, I'm doing air quotes, crunch the figures, crunch the numbers, and then tell them my results. It's very sexy uh, the way you just said crunch the numbers. I mean, I think if we're going to monet, if we're talking about monetizing things, people, obviously pay for both these things but i think the people want is... to be paying someone to put them in their own clothes yeah I no, people... Pe- people get personal shoppers which help them like pick outfits uh, new and interesting ones but if they've already got the clothes why are they going to spend money to flipping get dressed you'd be surprised it would be the way i'd market it would be that it's like a personal shopper for people who want to preserve the environment and don't don't believe in consumer waste they don't want to be that that person that goes to you know top shop every week and spends five pounds on a, a dress or a shirt that they're just going to bin the following season. They're going to be the kind of person, the the hipster, with the hipster with a lot of money in, who cares about the welfare of children and only buys select expensive items that don't go with anything. And then I come in and go, look, it goes with this. And they go, oh my gosh, John, thank you so much. You there, there is, because there is many times that I've put on an outfit, got somewhere and gone, yeah, definitely should have worn the other shirt. Or in John's case, get to a uh, sixth form and walk halfway through towards our good friend Ashley, who was wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> there are times when you turn up somewhere and you go, oh, I wish I'd worn that instead. Do you want me to crunch the numbers on that? Okay. Yeah, it's come back. That's that's lame, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you need do you need further explanation? Because that'll cost you extra. I do. I don't take Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. That's that's become my go to joke in most situations. What that you don't take Bitcoin? I don't take Bitcoin. Yeah, I was going to the I was going to the, the little shop on camp today to get um, milk, coffee, sugar, and tea and stuff like that for the tea bar. And I said, "Does anyone else want anything?" And um, there was a chap across the other side of me who was thinking about it. And I just kept with, "I don't take Bitcoin." Anyone? Oh, okay. And everyone laughed because we knew that he actually couldn't figure what he wanted and he was going to go and have a look himself. Uh, so yeah, it had to be there. Um, <laughs> but in in other news. Um, Finding out who's who's a, who's going to be a good couple um, would be 
pretty good if, if you uh, if you were into your reality TV. Um, so I could I could cut 102 seasons of combined Geordie Shaw, The Only Way Is Essex, uh, Made in Chelsea, and all that lot down to these are the alpha pairs and just sort it all out for you. So you could you could not lot you could not waste a lot of time. Uh, or I could present myself to the likes of ITV or Channel Four and say, guys, give me 100 people, I'll sort it out for you. And then what I'd do is I'd work out like the soulmate thing, or I'd find, um, looking at them, I'd sort out love triangles, and then they'd all get thrown into the TV, and then they've got to work it out themselves. That'd be really good viewing. I mean, to be fair, you lost me with the first bit about reality TV, because I don't really like reality TV. Reality TV, oh, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Reality TV that much, apart from the odd show here and there. But the whole point that anybody watches reality TV is for all the shit that goes on, normally because of bad couples. So that you lost it. But the second part is quite good. The fact that you could actually feed these reality shows either by pairing with a good all these love people story, up. Not with just a collection of dickheads that wear too much fake tan. It would make take me out a lot quicker. <laughs> Turn up, drink. Yes, you are the one. Well, they just come down the elevator and then you just look at everybody in the room and you just go, him. Okay, well, they're going next. I think the other reason that I really do genuinely need this power to be able to spot a good outfit. Is to know which stripy jumper to wear. Well, yes, because now no, I've got... No, these powers don't work on yourselves. Oh, I was going to say, now that I have a... Now that I have a an owl that questions everything I do... I don't particularly <laughs> want to be get up in the morning and be paralysed by indecision trying to decide how to get dressed. Whereas I think, you know, if I get some practice in, train train on a few few other people, what what kind of outfits go, I'll start to get a better idea and I'll be able to, you know, talk back to the owl and tell the owl, you know what, I've got this. I'm solid. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining John when his crab goes the wrong way. Your owl can like turn his head all the way around to follow it. Um, but no, I like the way you turn that around. There, you were, you were about to give one answer. I threw a curveball and you you knocked it straight back to me. That was very good, very good uh, critical thinking. I'm gonna go with John wins fashion. Yes, because obviously in this scenario you can pick the good couples. But being able to help people with the right outfit, that would stop a bit, a lot of the anxiety of things of knowing what to wear, when to go out. You'd be very helpful for your friends when you're heading off on job interviews and things. And also, you've got to have those bad relationships to build the skills for when you have a good relationship. What about those people I... that are going through a tough time and they come to me and I'm like, yeah, but you two are a good couple. You just need to work out work it out and they go oh okay and they, they give it another chance they give it another try and they don't get divorced and it's all fine you could just lie and do that in real life i'll remember that <laughs> don't worry i'll remember that i'm just saying like yeah yeah john wins fashion yeah so that's crabs one fashion one question three um i haven't decided on a third question yet Yes, I have. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather have razor sharp wits or be really talented with a razor sharp whip? It's all yours to lose, John. 
All yours. I don't like the way approaching episode 40, this has become a game of chess. <laughs> it's always been a game of chess between me and John. Yeah, so I'd rather have a razor-sharp whip, uh, because, well, although having a razor-sharp wit would probably help me come up with better answers for this podcast, so on the John's, other hand... John's made point one for me. Yeah. On the other hand, if you come, if you do have a razor-sharp wit and you come up with something really cutting or ingenious, I can just whip you. <laughs> okay, um, I'm afraid, my friend, you have picked the wrong would you rather. Because um, if, we're, if we're going to go into a movie world, which we have done several times, uh, can we remember what happened to that guy that was rocking the ball whipping Indiana Jones in that market square and he was giving it a big one? No, sorry, he, Harrison Ford, the whip, the guy with the big sword, he was whipping that round thinking he was the, uh, the big I am with his big trusty weapon. And the smart guy pulls out the revolver and shoots him in the chest and then just sods off. See, you've you you have put yourself back five points. You've just given yourself a five-yard penalty there, John, because you got confused and thought the guy that got shot had the whip. But in actual fact, the guy that did the shooting had the whip, so therefore the whip won. <laughs> but if I had the razor-sharp whip, then I was, I was getting hung up on the razor-sharp bit. Um, if I had the razor-sharp whip, I would have successfully picked a better anecdote and I'd already been winning by now. <laughs> The idea is work smarter, not harder. Um, I, I, I do appreciate that John wants to be a, an urban cowboy, um, <laughs> but imagine if I could write all the one-liners for Jimmy Carr in one afternoon. Just think how much you know coinage I could I could take from that, and then. Do cowboys have whips? Yeah, they got whips. It's how they drive the cattle. They have, do they? As well as lassoes hmm. and six shooters and okay chaps. I mean, I'd like to be just a normal cowboy. It doesn't need to be a razor-sharp urban cowboy. You're not a razor-sharp <laughs> urban cowboy. Right, I'm going to change your name to that on the group chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> razor-sharp cowboy. What kind of things would you do with your razor-sharp whip, then? John's already attested, as he normally does, to I'd use it to make money. <laughs> Everything's about money these days. No, Pretty I'd much. I'd use yeah. it to I'd use it to to show off. I'd I'd put up uh, some some items on a shelf and I'd flick my whip and knock them off just to impress. <laughs> when you hesitated there, you said I'd put up. I thought you were going to say I'd put up some shelves with it. I'd I was like, bloody <laughs> hell, you are talented with this whip. <laughs> <laughs> well, just imagine if I could. That would be that. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, I'd also, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of herding cattle, but there, are, if if your whip is that razor sharp, I think you could herd any type of animal, uh, flamingos. Yeah. Um, I could herd. I could herd people to uh, to stop voting for Brexit with my razor sharp whip. I could corral the masses with my sharp tongue and my common sense. And get us uh, a good resolution that makes most people happy, uh, as well as putting a few smiles on people's faces, because we all like a bit of uh, Obama-style juxtaposition humour thrown into politics. I think I'd also enslave an entire town to build pyramids for me in my honour. Yeah. Right. Now we're thinking big. Yeah. I, I think. Let's just which, think which back town? to history. Oh. 
uh, Grimsby. Okay. <laughs> and just, just to confirm, as you said, like Egypt, there's no like specific group of people that you're making do this, is there? Just everyone oh, in Grimsby. No, no, just everyone in Grimsby. Okay, no. that's fine. That's fine. I was just checking before this got too dark. Um, I just, was, was just checking what I was condoning. <laughs> no, all 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 races and creeds are welcome in the, in my enslavement camp to build a giant pyramid. In, not not only uh, welcome but encouraged. <laughs> okay, With a whip, so... a razor sharp whip. Peace and harmony or slave labour? Slave labour wins! Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry, but he had me as soon as he said he was going to make people build a pyramid for him, and it's the first time I've seen any ambition come from the corner of that camp, and it's got to be rewarded. I'm sorry, John. I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from. There's there's only so many episodes of Could Do Better before he actually does do better. <laughs> yeah, it's taken 39 this is episode 39, and he's finally got there. I'm, I'm really proud. <sighs> I'm, I'm not even mad, bro. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for your win. <laughs> I, I mean, was, I was half expecting you to say I'd, I'd use my whip to uh, whip people's cigarettes out their mouths when they tried to start smoking after they said they were going to stop. So you're just going to bother people in Hyde Park. That was, so, that was what I thought you were going to do. That's all I thought you could muster. You, you've blown me away, my friend. So, in summary, by the end of this episode, if this was some sort of anime that somebody made, you would have, on the one hand, John, well-dressed, sitting atop his throne on top of a pyramid with, with an army of slaves, with his little owl sitting on his shoulder saying, oh, you shouldn't have done that, you sure that was a good idea? And then you come charging in with your army of lovely people who will follow you anywhere because you've made them happy in their relationships, riding atop your giant crab sideways. <laughs> <laughs> cutting John really deep with your witty remarks. I still think in in the game of rock paper scissors, giant crab beats bullwhip. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, those, those are two separate questions, aren't they? So we can't we can't <laughs> can't really lump them together. Ah, <laughs> uh, well done, John. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, it means a lot to me. You're growing as a person. Me. You've got you've got. Your ambition is growing. First London, now Grimsby. And now it means you're asking the questions next week, which is always good. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, because if John and I go too long without having to scream at each other down the microphone, <laughs> start to get a bit twitchy and take it out on our partners. Yeah, well, we're all keen to hear that. What? I'll scream at each other or take it out on our partners. <laughs> just, just the audio of John throwing his dinner at the wall. <laughs> Well, John's turned into some sort of cruel tyrant, so I I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, just 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 to note, uh, John John doesn't beat his partner. That was that was a, a joke, a Christmas joke. It's not Christmas anymore. <laughs> yeah, thank God we don't need to listen to you moan about it. Oh, it was so awful though, wasn't it? Um, um, uh, I work <laughs> in an industry where people want to have a good time, and I've got to suffer for it. Oh, don't even get me started. We've got a phone call on Monday. That's what oh, we've got God. this Sunday. A Christmas party. Yes. Oh, but anyway, January, things are looking up. And uh, this has been Would John Rather. And I'm still giggling over the idea of you going sideways, pointing the wrong way on your crab. That's really tickled me. And I've been John and I'll be off. 
That pun got me a little bit crabby. But I've been John, and uh, I'm going to be off sideways. Ah, see you next week, everyone. Your partner gets angry when you use your imagination. Look, it's a Tyrannosaurus. It was meant to be a bookcase. Ooh, Tyrannosaurus or bookcase. <laughs> Somebody do it, where everybody goes